Perspective. I'm your hostess, Nicole Steele, and we are delighted to have joining us today Miss Sade Ferrier. She's a writer, a dreamer, a musician, and a reader who thoroughly enjoys seeing the intimate details of her Savior's character in nature, relationships, and in his word. Her passion is to advocate purity in three forms spiritual, emotional, and physical. Her first literary project, a Christian fiction novel called Shaken, was published when she was only 16 years old. Today, Chardé is now a 19-year-old college student studying at the University of Georgia, whose writing efforts revolve around Hearts in Bloom, a website chronicling her relationship with Christ during her single years. She's not only bright, beautiful, and brilliant, but she's a true role model for girls and women of all ages. Welcome to the show, Sade. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, and I know, for some time I have we've been trying to connect because I really wanted to have you on a priceless perspective. I've had the pleasure, and those of us at Diamond in the Rough have had the pleasure of just really watching you blossom over the past three years, beginning when you launched your book, and it has just been incredible seeing what God is doing in your life. I mean, you are, as I said, you're not only beautiful, you're smart, you're creative. And I know for my daughters and for the young ladies who have encountered you in and through various programs, you are an inspiration to them. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Tell us kind of what you're studying and, and just a little bit about your background. Okay. Well, um, my family is Jamaican, but I was born in the United States, and that is important only because God has done a lot with me concerning my identity in um, all of my years. <laughs> so I go to the University of Georgia right now. I am studying human development and family sciences. Basically, it's like psychology, except I'm very relationally minded, so I'm studying how families work, marriages work, and that is definitely what is started to help fuel my desire to do the Purity Project, which I guess we'll talk about soon, and um, hopefully study counseling as a master's. Now, do you ultimately desire to have a practice, or have you even thought that far? Are you just kind of open to whatever God has planned for you? (laughs) I thought too far. (laughs) And God's just kind of like, I need you to slow down and just calm it for a little bit. Um, I would like to work with nonprofits and just human trafficking victims, domestic violence victims specifically because there's just so much healing needed in that and true healing I feel like comes from the father only because he created us and he knows what we need. 
This is true. Now, I am excited to talk about the Purity Project, but before we get into that um, and you sharing the great things that you're doing there, let's talk a little bit. One of the things that was very inspiring, even for me, I've been blessed just recently to publish two books. I wrote a book several years ago called Priceless, and then recently my oldest daughter and I co-authored a book called Priceless Princess, and it's a kids illustrated book for young girls to just remind them that they are princesses and that their father is the king and through him they can do anything. But before I became a published author, I must say as an adult I was inspired by you because I came to know you as you were promoting your first work, which was your book Shaken. And I don't have a lot of time, extra time, I mean, being the director of Diamond in the Rough, being a wife, a mother, a daughter, sister, all the different hats that I wear. Very rarely do I get to read, you know, fictional books. I do read a lot, but most of my books are about nonprofits or ministries and all these different things to help me be more effective. I must say, when I got your book in my hand, I read that book over a weekend, it might have been two days max, and it it just had me on the edge. And when I got to the end, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, is there going to be another book? Oh my goodness, this is so good. I was so impressed because at the time you were 16, is that correct? Yes, I was 16. The creative work that God allowed you to you know, to put out in that book, I I just thought was incredible. And as, again, as an adult, it inspired me. I think many of us have ideas, have thoughts, have dreams and desires, and, you know, life happens. We think of a lot of different excuses, but for me, it helped push me out there to get some of this stuff done, to get some of these books out. What inspired you? Have you always been creative, and what really inspired you at 16 years old to step out there and to publish your own book? Oh, man. Um, I've always loved writing. I just remember writing, like, little short stories when I was maybe eight on, like, colored copy paper and taping them together. They probably were something I saw on TV, but... Don't worry, we didn't publish those. And then be like, Mom, I'm keeping these in a box. And my mom was like, we're going to publish it one day. And I feel like her believing in me helped encourage me to keep writing. And I actually started the storyline for Shaken when I was in the fifth grade. (laughs) It was a lot different than it is today. (laughs) But I was so excited about this one. And I was showing my friends, and everyone was like, that is so nice. Like, wasn't getting a lot of encouragement there um but one thing i know about god is that the things he's called us to do he'll like press those passions on our heart i believe that's what psalms i believe was saying when it said he'll give us the desires of our heart Mm -hmm. um and i just wanted to kind of protect that dream because i didn't want to expose it to the world and have it crushed before it really even began but it started taking a turn towards being about forgiveness and a young pregnant Christian mother because I was seeing a lot of my classmates get pregnant and judged and ridiculed. I was like, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. So I just remember staying up late with it. I call it my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and writing and a lot of myself is in it. 
a lot of things that I was feeling at the time that when I was writing is put into Angela or Rahim, those are some of the characters. And my mom was definitely my cheerleader, and that's how we got to 16 and published. (laughs) That is awesome. Now, are there other books that we can look forward to without giving us a lot of detail, but do you see yourself writing other books um, in the future? (laughs) I see myself writing forever with the new turn of media. I'm starting to lean more towards doing an ebook version as the primary source. I am going to come out with a sequel to Shaken. Um, <laughs> I'm excited because of how God has developed me over the past three years. I've been through some times where I was questioning him or questioning grace, and he's shown me his character more, and now that I understand it, I can show that to you guys in the characters in the book and how they deal with what's coming next, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Well, let's take a moment right now and let our listeners know how they can get their hands on Shaken. Shaken is on Zulon's website, Zulon Press. It is also on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, and you should be able to find it in both print, um, paperback, and ebook form. Excellent. All right, now let us transition. You talked about the growth over these three years, and and I must say, once we once I started following you, and after I read your book, and then invited you out to Diamond in the Rough, again, it was very encouraging to me. In many ways, you exemplify what Diamond in the Rough is all about. We feel like it's very, very important for a young girl to know who and whose she is. And when she does, it affects every area of her life. Not that life becomes, you know, without struggle, without challenges, but if that is the foundation and a girl knows, again, who and who she is, if she understands that she was created for a purpose, that God loves her, that she is is perfect in his eyes, It affects her friendships. It affects her decisions. It affects the way that she carries herself. Um, It affects the way the world impacts and influences her. Now, I know that you have gone on. Now, you're in your, is it your second or your third year in college? Second year. Second year in college. And so being a young woman, first of all, have you always known who and whose you were? How, How have you built? your faith over the years? Oh, man. (laughs) My mother has done a really great job of just being a prayer warrior for me and making sure that she instills that value in me. And my father, he calls me his princess. And little things like that, you know, where kids are like, ah, mom, dad. But I remember that. And God is the ultimate designer of who I am. But it's hard to understand that. As a teenager, when we have so many different influences coming at us and friends that might not want the best for us, but the friends I had in high school, especially around the time when I was writing and publishing Shaken, were like, I don't know how to describe them. They're amazing. They helped me remember who God was for me and they encouraged me and they helped me build part of my identity. Like, we prayed together. We went to church together. That was the 
iron sharpens iron relationship that the Bible talks about. And, wow, when I came to college, they went to another school, and I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But that's where he truly stepped in and showed me, okay, but your identity did not come from your friends, no matter how great they were. It was in the moments where I was alone reading Bible by myself or just wanting to be somewhere else that God truly showed me his character, that he's enough, that he provides, that he satisfies, that he's my father and, you know, the bridegroom. So that, I feel like, this past year is where the most growth has happened. That's awesome. Well, let us talk about the Purity Project and your blog and some of the things that God is doing in your life right now as you're, you know, finishing out your second year of college and looking forward to a great future. Let's talk about what he's doing right now in your life. Well, (laughs) um, I've been reading a lot in between my studies and actually Because of my major, I have to take classes in marriage and family relationships and stuff like that. And I'm seeing more clearly how different than the original design of God's purpose for marriage and just us in general has become. So I've just felt this pressing on my heart to, like, help people understand that purity doesn't just begin with setting rules or guidelines for your physical actions. It's not just don't kiss or don't hold hands or anything like that. It begins with the spiritual. You can't understand why we do what we do. You're not going to understand why we say wait for marriage unless you understand the value that Christ sees in you and, like, how he wishes to make you clean and how he'll pursue you no matter what. Once you feel satisfied in that relationship spiritually, then it bridges over into the emotional, and you're not going to let any guy or, if guys are listening, any girl just come and play with your heart because you know that Christ sees you as more than that. And then that will go to the physical, and you won't let any person just touch you because it feels good in the moment, but you'll understand just the future purpose of his plan and that his will is so much more satisfying. He's not withholding any good from us. That's Psalm 8411, I believe. He wants the best for us, and he has this perfectly orchestrated plan for how we can get that. And until we trust that, we're not going to be able to experience it. Yeah. Now, with young people who might be listening, perhaps college students that may be listening, who maybe they didn't have the foundation that you've had in Christ. Maybe there are some who are just getting into their walk with Christ, or maybe some don't know Christ at all, and perhaps they've made decisions on misinformation. Or, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer when you know better, you do better. So perhaps they did not know, but they have a desire to do things differently. They realize, okay, been there, done that, looking for love and all the wrong people, haven't found it yet, have nothing but heartache, perhaps have STDs, have, you know, soul ties, have all of these different things. Is there hope for them? There is more than hope because our hope rests in Christ and not in our actions. And there is no way for me to compare anything to the beauty and majesty and restoration that Christ has for you. So when I say that he's enough, you're just going to have to trust that that's what our faith is for. I believe that 
the first step people can make is to cut off those ties to things that aren't leading them closer to Jesus. No one said it was going to be easy. It's hard for me sometimes, like, listening to music and realizing this is not glorifying Christ at all. We have to make these steps for him. This is laying down our lives for him as a living sacrifice. But then getting around like-minded people, people who want to grow with you, not perfect people because those don't exist. Right. <laughs> but um, after that, I would say reading. Not just the Bible, but get your hands on resources like Your Book Mystical or um, Eric and Leslie Ludier, great authors. Uh, you got C.S. Lewis. The list goes on and on. Just read and begin to build an understanding for yourself of who God is, his character. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak that to you. And you know what? Christ is saying, um, in one of his many, many uh, stories, that if a believer comes to him, you know, when they're 70 or something, rather than when they were at the beginning, it it doesn't matter. What matters is the heart and that you build that relationship with him. He knows you personally, personally intimately. He's going to seek you out. You just got to open the door. That is so real. I think, you know, I, I have, um, because I wasn't raised in the church, I came to know Christ late in my teen years and really, really got to know him in my young adult years. And so I, you talk about been there, done that, made all the mistakes, have the T-shirt, I'm, I'm there. I'm the poster child for all of that. But when I hear young women like you, when I see young ladies, when I, when I interact, even with young men who get a grasp of this early, I'm just Oh, my heart fills up just thinking about the power, about the possibilities of changing families, changing lives. You know, I'm a strong believer that while men are the head, um, and, you know, like for you, God has the, the perfect man. He's got your Prince Charming out there. He's raising him up. He's building him up. He's building his character. But as a young woman, you set the standard. You set the tone. You, I'm sure, even there at the University of Georgia, you interact, you have eyes. God's not made you blind, so you see handsome young men. <laughs> you have senses. You can smell nice cologne. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and God's given us desires, you know, within. But to be able to know that he's got something perfect for you, he's got somebody custom designed for Sade, and to know that I am worth the weight as well. I am precious. I am valuable. And just like he's building that young man up where he is and making him whole wherever he is, this time that you're in school, this time that you're seeking him, he is preparing you to be a wife and to be a mother so that you can in turn teach it to your next generation and on and on and on. So I am so just excited about what God is doing. Tell us a little bit about your blog and tell us more about the Purity Project and how people can get involved. How can they really begin to, in addition to reading, in addition to surrounding themselves with like-minded people, what other ways can they really get a clear understanding and begin to walk this thing out? Yeah. Um, well, the Purity Project basically is I have 
other visions for it, but right now in the beginning stages, um, I have this blog called Heart and Bloom. It's located at shadefairy.wordpress.com. But I know that it's one thing for you to hear me say, follow Jesus, cut off all these other things, it's going to be okay. It's another thing for you to see it. And while you might not be at the University of Georgia with me, um, I blog about all of these things. I blog about the days when I'm really anxious to meet my future husband or when I want to start a career and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And then I also blog about times when I'll just hear things from the Lord while I'm reading scripture, things that I feel like we need to know, we need to grasp. Or some days I'll just, I have guys now that um, come and blog for me and they uh, give you a male perspective of the pursuit for Christ and what you really should be looking for in someone pursuing you because great guys do exist. And I am single right now. I am content in this. But seeing my friends in relationships with guys who just have the desire to protect and guard their heart, that is so unique and so special and it's a reason to wait. So I wanted you guys to get a glimpse of that, too, which is why I put it in the blog. That's excellent. I was on your blog just today, and I think that that's great. We've got some shows that we've had here on a priceless perspective where we've had young men who are living a life of abstinence and purity. And some of those shows have gotten the highest ratings because I think that there is this thought that they don't exist. You know, many women and girls fall into this mindset of, well, why should I save myself when my husband will probably not save himself? And that's a lie from the pit of hell. There are young men who know their value. There are young men, handsome young men, (laughs) attractive young men, (laughs) smart young men, you know what I mean? Not losers, but, I mean, really guys who are getting it. And I think that it's great that you have young men who have joined uh, what you're doing on your blog and are, are giving a male perspective because young women need to hear what guys think. I mean, we get it twisted and we think, okay, if I dress provocatively and if I if I do this and if I throw myself at him, I mean, young girls, young girls, I'm talking elementary school girls, are so aggressive nowadays. And I think it, you know, they get that from the television and from the music and just all the the things that are out there. But I think that it's great that you have young men who are yeah. sharing. Uh, yeah. Now, is your blog, just so our listeners know, is it something that's interactive where people can write to you and get encouraged? I definitely am open to hearing from you all. I let you, there's a page where you can contact me with any questions or any comments, or you can comment on the individual posts themselves. It's highly interactive. I want to know what you think. I want to know if you disagree with me or if a certain experience of yours has taught you something else, like definitely. So, Sade, share with our listeners how they can connect, once again, with you, following your blog, and um, just seeing the great things that God is doing. Okay. Well, you can um, follow my blog at shadeferry.wordpress.com. That's S-A-D-E-F-E-R-R-I.wordpress.com. 
And that's how you're going to see Heart and Bloom. That's the one that I chronicle my life as a single woman in Christ. Um, but as for Shaken, you can find that on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and Zulon Press's website. And if you want to add me on Facebook, I'm on there as well. Um, Shade Farrier, again. So that's about it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here on A Priceless Perspective. Please go out, get that book. And I cannot wait, Sade, for the for the, the second coming of the second part of Shaken. I'm looking forward to it. But definitely go out. Parents, if you all are listening and tuning in today, you know, as she said, parents play such an instrumental role, regardless of the age of your daughter. As parents, it's our job to build them up, to remind them of who they are, to be patient with them and loving to them and and to just nurture them. She's a prime example that it does work, that it can work. So be encouraged, parents. It doesn't matter what your daughter's going through if you think she's an alien from a, a different world. Love her. <laughs> pray. She said her mom was a prayer warrior for her. And that's our biggest that's our biggest weapon is prayer. So be encouraged parents and go and visit her blog, interact with her. Ashade, will you come back and join us in the coming months with the priceless perspective as God gives you more and as you as you continue to roll out new projects, new books? You have an open invitation to come on back and to let us know what God is doing in your life. Is that okay? That is totally okay. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you again for tuning in to our Priceless Perspective. Again, I'm Nicole Steele, and we'll look forward to you joining us next week. God bless. Join the conversation. Visit us online at pricelessperspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. This show has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program Incorporated and Gem Makers LLC.